The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number two, where we are covering client intake systems. I'm truly looking forward to sharing this interview with y'all as this lady boss is amazing. So if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic, welcome back. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we absolutely adore hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to become a subscriber. Now get ready for us to dive deep into the importance of a client intake system. It's going to be real good, y'all. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. Brandy is a freaking beast at website design and development with her company, Alchemy and AIM. Brandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So let's just start off by shooting us a couple details about you and your business. Um, so I'm Brandy uh, of Alchemy and AIM. Um, and we do website development and strategy uh, for entrepreneurs and creatives. Um, and the system I implemented um, was an onboarding process that saved me pretty much my life. Um, Amazing. Hours a week, for sure. But uh, life beyond that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So, I mean, before, I mean, on average, how many hours a week did you spend, you know, kind of going back and forth in your client intake system? I, I kind of feel like that's hard to know because there were so many emails on a regular basis being exchanged every time um, a meeting was needed to be scheduled or a meeting needed to be canceled and rescheduled. Um, right. It was, I mean, I was probably losing at least 10 hours a week, just the back and forth emails or um, having to rewrite emails that I had written before, but in slightly different ways, because I was convinced everything needed to be personalized when I first started. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's something a lot of people have, have trouble with. That's for sure. So and kindly, what finally drove you to put a process in place? Like what was like, okay, forget it. Like I'm going to figure this thing out. Well, one of the things I really saw was how similar some of the emails were to one another and recognizing that I was not able to truly build my business and work on my business because I was spending so much time with this initial onboarding sequence, um, with the emails, with, with writing them, with going back and forth with potential clients, just even on scheduling. Um, it was holding me back from growth and from really giving true attention to my clients and being able to support them more fully because I had to, you know, dig through the emails every day. Right. Totally, totally understand that scheduling alone is a pain in the butt. So walk us through uh, the steps that you took to create the right process for you and, and why you chose to put them in that particular order. So the first thing I knew I needed was to change my um, original uh, contact page on my site, which was, you know, get in touch with me and email me here at this email address to an actual content contact form. Um, mm-hmm. And that just allowed me to, to get just, you know, make sure I had their name, I had their email, 
Um, I knew kind of what they wanted. I have like a little checkbox system that allows them to check off what they're interested in and send me a message. Nice. Yeah. So it just, you know, there was kind of like a little pre-qualification of, okay, so like I know where you need to kind of, um, what attention you need. And then from that point, I uh, created a form email actually to respond to them. Um, and the form email, you know, like lets me get in and get just a little bit personal, but I use a, a template on Gmail, pull that up when someone emails me, you know, make maybe a sentence or two of customizations and send that off. Well, that's that nice. Email, yeah. That email then takes them um, to a page on my website that has a full questionnaire for them. So particularly if someone's inquiring about a custom website, they fill out the full questionnaire and then they automatically, upon completing the questionnaire, get a follow-up email that says, thanks so much for, you know, taking the time to answer all of our questions. Um, here's the link to schedule with us. And I use Calendly now for scheduling, which so that integrates with um, my Google Calendar and they can book a time on my schedule without any back and forth. Um, right. But that, that even that email is automated as well so that they're filling out the form, they automatically get the email, they're automatically adding themselves to my schedule, giving me their phone number, answering those questions, and I am ready to go with all of the information I need. So when that call happens, I don't have to backtrack, we, you know, we're not exchanging emails to reschedule calls, even um, Calendly even has like a rescheduling feature so they can see upcoming um, availability in my calendar should they need to reschedule. So it's just kind of all hands off now. And then the next good point of contact I have, which is the point of contact I want to have is that first call with them. Right. And what do you use for that first call? Um, I'm actually just, a, I'm a little old fashioned. I like getting on the phone with people. Nice. Um, occasionally if someone's out of the country, we like to use Skype. Um, but I just, I, I like to be able to get down, take notes, look at websites, um, just, you know, on an old fashioned phone call and just take our time, get to know them, get to know their business. Definitely. Do you, um, end up recording that call at all? Or do you just take pretty, pretty intense notes? I take very intense notes. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I also, the other great thing is that because they've already filled out their questionnaire with all of that detailed info, I have everything I need really. And it's really That's just good. the kind of the supplemental information that I learned from them that I'm taking notes on. And it's, it may sound a little funny, but um, even though I, I'm in a very digital world, I love taking handwritten notes. So I have um, one of my other little, you know, offline systems is just a notebook with, with forms that, that I've created. Um, and I print them out and then I can take all of my notes right on that form for that particular client, update, you know, update it. And uh, it's a little bit of tactile old fashionedness. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's kind of nice, though. I agree in the uh, in all the techie system, computer, Internet world. It's nice to kind of have something sweet and something that kind of reminds you of the simpler times. <laughs> but um, so then for your email automation, what do you use for that? So. I actually have a really rather complicated setup and I mean, complicated, not as in difficult, but just as in, um, uh, maybe I'll use the word robust. <laughs> That's good. So we've got, uh, we've got our emails on Gmail. 
And I'm actually using, I'm using two different programs along with Gmail, which I adore. Uh, One is called Hiver. And what Hiver allows me to do is actually share emails directly among team members by just tagging them with different tags. So like I can have a like for project manager tag. And if I tag that email with it, it will pop into her inbox automatically so she can see and address it. So that's, that saves us, you know, exchanging client emails back and forth and hitting forward every time. Um, It also is what I use to um, set my templates, my email templates. So that email um, that I I use to respond to people after their initial inquiry, uh, that's an email template within Hiver. Um, And then I love that because again, it allows me to share that template with someone else on my team. So even if I'm away, um, and I'm unavailable, someone else can grab that same template, modify it a little bit, and send it off to that person who's responding. So there's no delay in um, the contact time. So that's the first one I use. And the second one I use, which is fantastic, particularly for the onboarding process, is called Streak. And Streak allows you to create these pipelines. And you can do multiple, so I actually have multiple pipelines created. And so I have one for custom, let's say custom inquiries. And the first pipeline, like the first step of it is onboarding. And then I can actually see as they're moved through the process. And it kind of like batches the emails from a single client together. And I can see them go from onboarding to the clarity call, to the estimate, to the follow-up, um, so on and so forth. So it really just allows me to once, you know, once we start having that first phone call and I'm responding to them and giving them a, a custom proposal, um, where they are in that process with emails as opposed to having another um, system. It's just all right there on Gmail. I can look at it. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, that that is really nice. I'm, I'm a huge Gmail fan. So when you can keep it in Gmail, it keeps it kind of nice and, and synced up yeah. and you don't have to necessarily learn a whole new software. It's, you know, the same platform, but just, you know, given the, the kind of more robust ability um, inside of there. So that's really nice. Yeah, we'll have um, Hiver and Streak um, up in the show notes in case people are interested in, in all of that. Um, and we'll kind of move into the last couple of questions. And what was your best financial investment in business? My business coach, um, my mastermind group, you know, um, it, that was probably the scariest financial investment that I've ever made, but it was absolutely essential. I had, um, I think it was about a year and a half into my business and I'd been working, you know, I was a solopreneur at first working Mm -hmm. by myself and I started to hit burnout. No, I had no idea what burnout looked like because it had never happened to me before. All I knew is I was starting to get really discouraged and I felt really isolated and alone. None of my family members are entrepreneurs. Um, and not, not really any of my friends at that point were entrepreneurs. So I didn't have anyone to talk to about what I was going through. So right. I eventually connected with um, a business coach who has a mastermind program. And I mean, it was a five figure investment in my business. And it was to this, That's like, a big one. the best investment I could have made. I, I doubled what I made from the year I, I said yes to like the next year. So like my first year in the mastermind, I doubled. So I went from like solid six figures to double solid six figures. 
um, not in seven yet, but I mean, it was, it was a really fantastic jump. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that I really learned with her is that systems can be sexy. Amen. um, You know, especially coming from uh, a background, I was, you know, working in a nonprofit that um, did a lot of work with a a government agency. And, you know, we were having meetings about meetings about meetings. Uh, yeah. And like, you couldn't see how that, there's nothing sexy really about meetings, about meetings, about meetings. No, not at all. Um, but when you're creating and growing a business, being able to see how systems can set you free, it's not about entrapping you into a way of doing things. It's actually about freeing up your time, freeing up your energy. So anytime I have a pain point, I know usually that means a system needs to be created. And it's just a question of, you know, does it need an automated system or does it need a system that a person is actually following in particular? So oh, yeah. um, I've, I've, you know, like I get little highs now off of creating systems. I'm like, look, <laughs> how much better can we make it? How can, you know, and every time it's the system's not just freeing up my time, freeing up my, my team members time. Um, but it's, yeah. it's really kind of just, allowing us to expand in new ways and create better experiences for our clients and customers. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think a lot of people think of systems and they think, Oh, it has to be some crazy tech, you know, automation, but a lot of systems can be done by people or can just be, you know, knowing which step comes after the step before that. And having it down on paper, honestly. Um, So there's, there's a wide range of systems that people can have, not just, you know, the ones that you think of first that involve software and, and all that. So I think that's good to know. know? Right. I've got, I've got them, I've got the systems that are automated on the computer. And then I have a bullet journal that like I am handwriting in and carrying forward because again, I I like that tactile experience um, for me personally, as I'm working through kind of like my priorities on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, absolutely. There's, it, it's kind of, I feel like they've kind of gotten a bad rap, but they're, yeah. um, they are so essential. And once you start implementing them and you see how much they can change what you're doing and really allowing you to go from being kind of like in the, the day-to-day nitty gritty of your business to really stepping into your genius work. Mm. Yes. You know? Yep. I... I'm all about people staying in their lane, staying in their focus and let everything else, you know, be automated or outsourced or written down somewhere. So I totally agree on that stuff. And then what was your worst financial investment in business and why? Um, so one of the worst financial investments was kind of a bad decision, poor systems. Uh, situation Mm. where I had failed to create a system for um, smaller requests that we get in. So, you know, we do big custom sites, but we also just help people with things like, Hey, I need a pop-up. Nice. We we know what it's like to need the support. So we want to be that support for people. So we get, you know, system like that kind of like, Hey, I need a pop-up. And I hired a project manager for, uh, to handle those requests without actually having a proper system drafted and in place first. And Mm. as a result, the project manager was then not clear on her role or where she should be um, focusing her time 
was um, duplicating my efforts in some ways. And I, I really, I was for probably three months, I was just bleeding money out of that division. Um, yeah. And it was really problematic. And it finally, like, I had to, you know, I, I had to, I had to let her go. Um, and then just kind of take a step back and say, like, why is this, this not working? Where are all of my pain points? How can we make this better? Um, and one of the best systems that came from that is uh, one that we're about to implement on our new website, which is launching soon. Um, yeah. Rather than, so the contact form now, rather than simply directing its answers to me, will actually be filtered depending upon um, different checkbox choices to different team members. So that if someone needs, uh, a small project, it's going to go to my team member who's in charge of that rather than coming to me. So um, we'll have That's even incredible. more time and attention and focus on things. Yeah. So like our, you know, as, especially as we revise and we grow, you know, we look to see how we can tweak the systems, but that one, you know, that was a, a real problem that I hadn't really thought through all of the steps and all of a person's responsibilities in that small projects area before hiring for it and before trying to onboard someone. Um, it's really hard yeah. to onboard people to your company when you don't have a system for it. Oh man. You hope, Absolutely. you know, like sometimes you hope they're a systems person, but if they're not and you're two very non-systems people, it, it can kind of uh, go south fast. Yeah. So that was, um, it was, you know, it's, it's a lesson to be learned and I'll, I'll probably have to relearn it in some different way in the future, <laughs> but I'm much, much more um, cautious now. And I always look to say like, okay, what's the system, what's the system for bringing this person on? But like, what system are they coming into? Have we really thought that out well enough that they can be incorporated in a way that really maximizes what they do and what they're doing for us? Yeah, no, that is good stuff. And even, um, you know, we had talked previously about um, the Colby uh, method and a little bit. Do you want to share a little bit about um, how that's kind of helped yeah. you with, with onboarding and whatnot? And we'll add that well, info, this too. With, this is with onboarding um, team members yes, as opposed to clients. But um, the Colby test, it's K-O-L-B-E, uh, is a test of work styles. And... Um, I think I originally took it when I was taking some coaching training and then it came up again with my business coach and she was like, you need to know your Colby's. It's, it's four numbers that are tested through a series of 36 questions, I believe. Um, and they tell you how you work. So it's not that, it, that they're telling you you can't do something or you're not well suited for a job, right. but it just kind of tells you where your strengths are and what you're naturally inclined to do. So the four numbers, the first one's a fact finder, and that's your relationship to facts. So if you're a lower fact finder, you're going to make decisions based upon more generalizations and info than if you're a high fact finder. That's someone who's going to need a lot of info. Those people tend to like to research a lot as well. And if you tell a high fact finder um, to find the best plugin for, you know, security, they're going to spend days. Yeah. Um, the second number there is that it's called follow through. And that's actually a person's relationship to systems. So someone who is a high follow through loves creative creating systems, loves engaging in them. Um, mid follow throughs tend to like being in systems and people who are lower follow throughs are inclined to improv. I'm actually a lower follow through. Um, wow, that's I, interesting. I'm inclined. Yeah. I'm inclined to improv. Um, 
But what it means is it's not that I, again, it's, it's not that I can't create a system. Um, I recognize the importance of them. That's why I create them. But right. it also tells me that I, I need just a little bit of flexibility within the system, which is like why I have a email template that I can then, you know, add a little personalization to. That's yep. just enough flexibility that the system is, you know, continued and stuck with, but I feel like I'm still injecting um, just, just some life otherwise into, into it. Um, gotcha. The third number is a quick start. And people who are high quick starts uh, are um, naturally more inclined to take risks. You see a lot of entrepreneurs high quick starts. That's actually, I'm, I'm a high quick start as well. So I'm just a little more inclined to take risks, which right. is kind of funny um, <laughs> if you knew me as a child, but that's okay. <laughs> it works now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last number is uh, an implementer. And implementers, if you're high, a high implementer, um, you tend to like to build things with your hands. Um, like physically. Or sometimes like you need to understand. So like um, my friend Ginger, who makes jewelry, she's a high implementer. Someone who's a home contractor would be a high implementer. And again, it's not that you can't not do anything. You know, it's not that right. I can't research a paper. I've done that before. It's just that natural inclination is, you know, I'm, I'm not as much of a fact finder. I can actually make decisions based on fewer variables and in pieces of information. Um, than someone who's a high factor in her might. But it's, it's for onboarding um, employees has been absolutely crucial just to see how they work. Uh, yep. So my recent project manager who I hired is a, she leads with her follow through. Her follow through is her highest number. So she is a systems person first and foremost, and she is going to approach things by going, is, is there a system I can create for that? How can I make this system even better? Um, that's yeah. just her natural work style. And, you know, so I've hired, you know, different people based upon their Colby's. And it's not the only thing I hire, you know, like right. I, I right. do interviews and there's backgrounds and tests and things like that. Absolutely. But, um, just understanding how someone works, because it also gives me the ability to know how to best communicate with them um, and how to best approach them. So um, one of my, um, my, my project admin Liberty it was like my first hire. Um, she mm -hmm. is a high fact finder. So it just lets me know that I'm like, I need you to research this. And these are my done and done well standards. So it's like spend no more than a half hour on it. <laughs> if I don't give you give a time, time limit. You, yeah, you'll research to, to no end. So that's, that's crucial. It's just, it's great to understand yourself. It's great to understand your team. I have made everyone on my team take it. I've made my brother take it. <laughs> and like designers I work with take it like everyone is on the Colby. So I know, um, you know, how, how to best work with them. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's definitely good. And something I wanted to add into here is it was super interesting to me and, and I dove into it a little bit deeper after we talked about it. Um, so that's, that's always good. Well, uh, where can people find you, uh, give your website, if you're a Facebooker, Instagrammer, where, where would you like people to find you? Uh, so website's the easiest, probably. It's alchemyandaim.com, which I'm sure you'll put in notes. Yep. Um, I, I am on Facebook. Um, we have, you know, Alchemy and Aim has a Facebook page. I have a personal account if you really want to connect with me directly. And I am on Twitter at Brandy Bernofsky. 
So um, usually if you, type it, if you type in my name, you are going to find me. There's not <laughs> another one of me around. That so, makes it uh, easy. What else I do, but I'm, I'm on Facebook a bunch. I'm on Instagram. And um, really, you know, if you want to get in touch with us, the website is the best way because that gets us to email. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always in my inbox pretty much. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and I hope that people have really enjoyed kind of maybe a different way to get your clients into your packages or services or whatever it is that you do um, and continuing to take a little bit off your plate, um, but also not losing that, that personalization like Brandy talked about. So thanks so much again for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to System Saved Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about or get our action sheet to implement a similar system for your business, go to systemsavemecom Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.